0: Welcome to Open Minded Healing, where the topic is alternative health. We will be having conversations with the practitioners that offer a variety of alternative healing modalities, as well as everyday people who have recovered their health outside of the MD's office. Join us with an open mind for conversations that may provide solutions to healing your own body on a mental, physical, and spiritual level. I'm Marla Miller, let's begin. My guest today, Yael Ekrish, left the corporate world to learn about alternative ways to see the world of health. She became a Reiki master, a shiatsu, and cranial sacral therapist. In our conversation, she will go in depth about methods she uses to help her clients. Hi, Yael. How are you today? I am very good. How are you? Good. Mm-hmm. Very good. I wanted to know if you might give a brief overview to start off for people that may not even know what Reiki is or cranial sacral therapy or shiatsu.
1: Okay, so maybe we'll start with the body work, which are shiatsu and cranial sacral. Shiatsu therapy is actually a Japanese healing body work. The word shiatsu means finger pressure. It's pressure from the thumb. Using the thumb or the palm are applied along the body's energy lines called meridians or acupoints. The purpose is to release blocked energy, the chi, and stimulate it. This part is like actually like an acupuncture without needles, releasing blocked energy along the body. The session also involves gentle stretching and manipulation techniques to help stimulate a movement of the energy. Loosening of the joints and relaxation of the muscles. The amount and type of pressure depends on the specific needs of the individual. It looks like a passive yoga for the patient. Shiatsu is deeply relaxing treatment that leads the patient into healing meditative state throughout the session. Following the shiatsu treatment, the individual feels relief from pain, increased with flexibility, vitality calmer mood, and clearer mind. It's a very important part of the preventative or rehabilitation
0: health care program. So this is a shiatsu. So shiatsu is similar to acupuncture because they both address the meridian points, but it's without needles. It's with pressure from your thumb or fingers. Is that correct? That's right.
1: Yes. And this is the same theory as the Eastern it's part of the Eastern medicine it's part of the Eastern theory about the body, mind, and soul, you know, they, they see it as all one part.
0: Right. So, so it, someone that's afraid of needles might, might find fun. relief with shiatsu. <laughs>
1: Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. And it's, you know, it, it, all those stretching are so soothing and relaxing and uh, and it, it's, it's really fun. <laughs> I love it. Um, In shiatsu and in Eastern medicine, we see each organ as a representative of traits, different traits. If we'll take an example of uh, the liver, for example, if the person has a lot of anger in his body, I will feel it along the line, along the liver meridian or the gallbladder meridian. And releasing it will ease the anger in his body. Other example that you like, for example, the kidneys. Kidneys has the adrenal gland in there, and the chi coming from the the chi, the energy of life we have, come from the kidneys according to the Eastern medicine. So, if a person come really really tired, which a lot of us feel lately, working on the adrenal gland and working on the kidney, my region will waking up. This chi and give them much more energy. There's also the fight or flight energy in in the shock situation in the uh, kidney. So if they ever felt it, or if they live accordingly to this uh, tightness and stress in their body, working on the kidney will ease it and give them some rest. (laughs) Something we all need. You know, it's a really deep rest, meditative kind of energy that really.
0: We bring the the energy back to the person. So, if someone is experiencing fight or flight and it doesn't shut off, like maybe they have something that initiated that response, but then it doesn't shut down, almost like with autoimmune conditions, like you're almost in that fight or flight continuously, is that something that would help calm their system down? Definitely. Being in in a room, you know, that serve just them
1: in a quiet environment with the touch and the right acupoints will press on. They will give a lot of ease to this, yeah. And the spleen, for example, is a control kind. of. If a person is over control for himself and others, will feel this meridian
0: very tight
1: or very tight or very loose. You know, we're talking about balance. It can be either.
0: Yeah, that's very, very interesting.
1: This is a kind of a preventative or rehabilitation of the healthcare body. How do we take care of us? The body therapies and the Reiki I'm talking about is to maintain our health. In older times, when a person came sick, it means that his therapy wasn't good enough or he
0: didn't take care of himself. But it's a kind of maintenance, how do we keep ourselves balanced? Yeah, I guess that is really what health is all about when you're yes. in balance. Mm-hmm. So what about Reiki? What does that do for a client? So Reiki, again, all those therapies, the client or the
1: patient come with fully clothes, with comfortable clothes. He can be seated or lay down. And Reiki is a very spiritual energy. The Japanese word Reiki means universal energy. It's an energy with no limitation of belief, religion, distance. It is smart and safe, and you can do it anywhere. Great balance our body systems, like the endocrine system, nervous system, immune system, muscular, and our chakra system, which are actually our energy center in the body. It's easing pain and most importantly, awakening our inner healing, very relaxing. Is stress, and reduce negative energies. The therapist usually just placing his hands above or touching the body of the client and stay there and stream the energy to their patient's energy centers, which suck the
0: energy as much as needed and take it wherever it needed in the body. So you're a vessel for this energy Exactly, is that the idea? And the energy knows where it needs to go within the person's body. Right. Exactly. And where is this energy coming from? Like, how are you pulling it's in this energy? It's coming from
1: outside, from from uh, you know, from above, somewhere. We don't know exactly where it's coming from, but it's in, it's it's around us. The thing about Reiki is you need to be attuned to it because there's a lot of energies around us. You need to be attuned to this specific energy to be able to stream it or to vessel it to your patient. And this is actually what the uh, Reiki master does. When he teaches Reiki, he has a way to just tune the people, attune his students
0: to use this, this exact uh, energy. So there is a specific method to calling it in, and that's something you would learn from a master Reiki teacher. Right. Exactly. When I came in, I had a Reiki session, well, several with you. And at the time I was on crutches and my foot was inflamed and not comfortable. But I do know, although I don't understand exactly how that energy is working, I do know that during that session, I felt completely peaceful. I didn't feel my foot. It's almost like you're in this elevated state where you don't feel your body during the process and you do feel very relaxed. So I did feel like it was definitely doing something, even if I couldn't quite explain it.
1: Yes, we don't need to explain or understand every energy we use. We're just, you know, lucky enough to use it. And as a Reiki master, I can tune others, my students, um, I, I run classes for Reiki in which I attune the Reiki energy to them so they can practice it. So I even attuned kids in a kids' class for Reiki, and they can use it as anyone else. So we don't really need to know, like we don't need to know exactly how our cell phone is working, right? But we still can right. use it very efficiently. So, yeah, it's an it's a energy around us, and like any other energies. And as I said, you need to be attuned. We need to know exactly or to be able to do it yeah. and use it. The only thing that we really need to pay attention is that we can treat someone who doesn't want to. Meaning the person, you know, it is privacy uh, energy
0: field. So he needs to
1: give the uh, permission to work or to do the Reiki.
0: So with Reiki, you can work on healing someone, whether they come in to your office or you could do it long distance, right? As a master Reiki practitioner. Yes.
1: What's very special with Reiki is that we can work on someone from distance. They don't need to be next to us. We can send this
0: energy anywhere in the world. But in order to do that, you do have to ask permission, even if you're doing it long distance healing. Definitely. You can't just do it and expect it to work when they are not open to it.
1: Exactly. Yes. We need to respect
0: their energies. Yes. Now, what about cranial sacral therapy? What exactly is that? Well, the cranial sacral therapy is a the western part
1: of my practice. It's a very soft touch method that corrects imbalance in the cranial sacral system. This physiological system includes the bone of the skull, the brain, face, and mouth. This is the sacrum. Down the spinal cord to the sacrum, the tailbone area. Oh, yeah. Craniosacral fluid needs to flow smoothly so that it can nourish and balance the central nervous system. Since the central nervous system affects all of our body systems, manipulation of the sacral system can influence all parts of the body by enhancing the body's ability to heal craniosacral soothe pain and release both emotional and physical stress and tension it's very beneficial for a condition that may have neurological component as well as emotional issues like migraine headaches TMJ chronic neck and back pain motor coordination impairment spinal cord injuries chronic fatigue Anxiety, emotional difficulties, and autism. I worked with all ages. I can work with a pregnant woman. I can work with newborn. I can work with eighty years old. So it's all through teenager with a, a lot of stress and anxieties. Autism very beneficial for op- autism because they have a lot of pressure in their muscles, especially in the head muscles. So releasing these can make them much nicer and much more relaxed for themselves. So, yeah.
0: So if you have a client come in and they say have an issue with their neck Mm -hmm. and they lay down and you start doing the Reiki, how do you decide if you're going to use Reiki, Shiatsu, or cranial sacral therapy?
1: First of all, it depends what they ask for. I try to respect their uh, wishes. And uh, I always offer some other therapies that I, you know, that I have in my toolbox. Sometimes they want it, sometimes they know and I respect it. But usually they give me free hand to do uh, what I see. Depends what they come from. Again, if somebody comes with a TMJ, you know, it's in the mouth, it's, it's the jaw, I'll work around this. I'll work on the neck. I'll work on any body part that I think that restricts those muscles and those nerves. But if they just come for, you know, balance their body, I ask them usually to walk in the room. So I'll see, I'll look at the body and see what's going on. And I use my intuition, I would say, and just the guidance of them. You know, I place my hand very gently on the body so they'll feel me and I feel where it needed to go. And I very open if they want to guide me and ask me for whatever they need in the session. Many times, when we do a physical manipulation, a lot of emotion pop up because they express whatever they need. And I just give the space for this healing.
0: So, so, releasing the physical pain sometimes also releases emotional pain.
1: Right. So, yeah, I see that the emotional part is part of the body. It's like another hand, and, and it definitely needs to be released. Otherwise, the body will be tight. The yeah, it's all all be tight. connected. Yes. The physical it's and the all emotional. Connect.
0: Exactly. Do you have an example of a success story of someone who came to you as a client and experienced a tangible healing?
1: Um, actually, yes. I have a, a three-month-old baby who didn't have a bowel movement for two weeks, which is a lot. And after the, the very uh, soft treatment, craniosacral treatment, his mom wrote to me. He had full diaper. didn't have to work hard for it. So that was a nice uh, outcome. And with babies, it's very easy because they don't have that much blockages in their body. So it's easier to treat and they don't need too many treatments. Um, Another story is about a woman who came with a torn knee and her orthopedic surgeon suggests to do the surgery. Um, She decided to check other therapies and she came to my office. And about two months after, she could go back to her basketball team to play. So that was a really big. Uh,
0: That's amazing <laughs>
1: success. Yeah, and you know, surgery has all the of its risk and all those uh, chemical we put in our body to numb the the area that needs to be cutted. And you know, there's other nicer way to treat the body. It is uh, you know to let the body treat itself. I will, I would call. I'm just a facilitator for this. And I have tons of others because I'm practicing for the last uh, 15 years. So I have a lot of success stories that are that's what keeps me working.
0: Yeah. So, so it as- inspires you, gives yes. you a reason why you continue to do the work that you do. That's right.
1: Yeah. I have, for Did example, you- a 4 years old autism syndrome child. And when he was in my office, he was allowed to play with his iPad. While I was treating him or slowly reach him and touch him very gently yes. on his head, on his hand. After a couple of sessions, I, I gained his trust. And I remember that time he was playing, pretending he's not in the room. And but slowly reached me and sat on my lap and let me and put my hand on his head so I can continue wow. working on it. It was That's Amazing. amazing. It's amazing. And, the, and this session, I felt some blockages or something wrong with his ear. And I told his mom who was sitting in the room. And the next day, she called me and she said she took him to the doctor. And he was he had a bad ear infection, which usually, people, you know, kids would be very, it's really painful thing pain to have. And kids usually know to say where they're pain, you know,
0: where is the pain in their body. But him being autistic, he was just suffering. So, so, yeah, that's really amazing for someone with autism to come over to you and sit on your lap or let you have Mm -hmm. that close connection. And also that you were able to pick on something that he was not able to communicate.
1: Yeah, that was very interesting. Sweet. sweet. Yeah, (laughs) that's what keeps me working and, you know, back pain and uh, brain fogging, headaches, PMS symptoms, better sleep, all those are symptoms that we can handle and release ourselves from by using this kind of therapy.
0: Yeah. You've had really quite amazing outcomes. Thank you. Fantastic. Yeah. So those examples are so interesting. Do you have some others that stand out to you about people that you have helped?
1: Um, Yeah. Two weeks ago, it was very special. I worked with this pregnant woman for a couple of her last weeks of pregnancy, and she came at the end of her 38th week. It was her first delivery, and she didn't want to have a C-section, as the doctor suggested to her. And we did all kind of manipulation, very soft manipulation, to induce the delivery. And the same day, she went home, and after three hours, she texted me that her water broke and she is going to deliver room, So that was very exciting. Yeah,
0: I, she was
1: <laughs> thrilled. Yes, and I was too. Yeah, it was great, yeah. And I can read you one of the feedback of my adult client. He wrote, the last two days I have felt so much lighter, not just because I'm eating less, but because my mind is not running 24 hours a day. I have slept better. I have let go of other people's Judgment, dreams, fear for me, and that I held on to whatever they were, real or not. I'm breathing easier. So there was one feedback I got from another client. You're helping then, so many
0: people, not just on a physical level, but a mental level too. So that is really awesome. That's, yeah, amazing. that's what gave me the energy to keep working. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love it. When you were in a completely different career... <laughs> what were you doing? Like, what was your title when you were working in the corporate world? And then what made you decide to help others in this way? I was a computer engineer uh, in a big corporate company,
1: a couple of them actually. And when uh, me and my husband decided to relocate to the United States 20 years ago, I decided to use this big change in my life, in my career. Since I always was a drawn to natural ways of healing and, you know, less Western medicine and more help with herbs and uh, other therapies. So I was always drawn and I said, you know, that's my chance. (laughs) I'm going to change. And then I heard about Chiato class. I didn't know what it is. I join in and I just loved it. So I went to some um, acupuncture school to learn the theory around all this therapy. And that's how I started. <laughs> I was expanding my knowledge in massage therapy, Reiki, and many, many classes under the craniosacral therapy. So I, now I kind of integrate the Western and the Eastern therapy once my, the client sits on my table, I just see and decide what to do. And uh, with him, helping
0: him to open up
1: and heal himself. That's yeah.
0: great. So do you feel like you had almost an inner knowing when you were younger, even when you were working in the corporate world, like there was something more you were drawn to or were supposed to do or a purpose? Probably. For- I wasn't too aware of it you know,
1: uh, as a young uh, <laughs> career uh, in the corporate, I think uh, I always wanted to know more about the natural. therapy. I'm very connected to, nat- to the nature and uh, to the eating uh, healthy and, and uh, doing yoga a lot. So I always was next to it, and I did the jump when we moved to here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, new opportunity, perfect timing for that. Yes. Can you think of anything else that would be beneficial for people to know about your practice?
1: Um, you know, I would love to say something about the touch. Touch is the first sense we get as a baby when we get out of the world. It single well, safety safety, trust, um, releasing stress, activate our love hormone, called oxytocin. And there's a lot of studies that continue to show the importance of physical contact. Nowadays, thanks to no-touch policies in school, even at work, there's a lot of isolation, especially using the cell phones and computers. Children and people are not being touched enough, and it's very needed, you know. Plus, our hectic lifestyle its you know, we don't have time to listen to ourselves, to listen to our body. In my therapy, my office, we touch and we listen to the body. We open up. What needed without any other distractions. So I think this is the main thing I do in my work. Open up, listen, and act upon.
0: Yeah, it's very needed, I would say, particularly at this point in time, right? Especially after coming out of isolation from the pandemic yes. last year. People are probably really missing that, you know, the importance of touch. So that's great that you offered that type of healing service, um, because I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that could benefit from it. Yes, there are. (laughs) And we should take care of ourselves, you know, that's part of our health. Yeah. So if you could change one thing about the healthcare system in the U.S., what would one thing be? I know there are many things you could probably speak on, but just choosing one that you think would be a great start to benefiting Um, other people looking for healing. From my perspective as a therapist, I would add the
1: alternative medicine, as we call it, as a benefit in, their, in, the, in the healthcare system. Yeah, definitely. So it won't have to be private and it won't have to cost so much money to people. So it will be much more, you know, anyone
0: who needs it could use, could use it. So if to insurance to- companies covered the alternative healing modalities, then it would be accessible to many more people and more people would find healing. Exactly, yes. That would be a good start. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I agree. Well, I really appreciate you coming on here and explaining these different therapies. And I loved hearing the success stories, which I'm sure listeners will appreciate too. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for inviting me to this (laughs) podcast. It
1: was a wonderful experience. Thank you, Wanda.
0: You're welcome. So for anyone out there who would like to experience this type of healing, you can find Yael at handstoheal.com. That's H-A-N-D-S, the number two and dot com. You can call the phone number listed on the website to schedule an appointment. And if you are not someone who lives nearby to Cupertino, California, where she has her office, you can schedule a distance Reiki healing. So those work just as well as the in-person healings. Be sure and follow Open-Minded Healing so you'll get every new episode as soon as it's released each Tuesday. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts.